Hi, and in this video today, we're going to be joined by Ken from Meld. We're going to talk about everything Meld um, and, you know, go through in detail what the project is about and hear it directly from the team itself. So guys, as we get into this, if you find it useful and informative, do go ahead and give me a like. Really appreciate that. If you're new, make sure you're subscribed. By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with everything that we do here. Make sure you hit the bell, tap on all, and you won't miss a single thing. And um, Chris, anything else you want to add before we go ahead and welcome Ken to the channel? and uh, start talking everything meld. Just really looking forward to talking to Ken about the project, really interesting. Fantastic, right guys, let's get into it. Hi, and welcome to Cheeky Crypto. It's fantastic to have you join us today to talk everything meld. Um, should we kickstart things off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into crypto? Sure, most definitely. Thank you guys for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Ken Alling. I'm co-founder and chairman of Meld. Um, I've been working with Meld for just over a year now. We started in 2020. My background, uh, I have sort of two, two careers. Uh, my first career for the first 25 years was design and branding, where I worked in and ran several agencies. Um, I worked during the dot-com and, you know, saw the whole crazy part there. And then in 2010, I decided to move into technology because I was already going in that direction. And uh, since then, I've been working in technology. I've been working with IoT and infrastructure. I've been working with VR and AR, 3D data visualization. Um, I had a startup that did uh, mobile development. And so for probably the past year and a half, I've been focusing a lot more on, uh, on blockchain technology. Um, I had a small stint during the 2017-2018 ICO craze where I did some consulting. But the seriousness has sort of come about because of DeFi. Mm -hmm. So when I saw what DeFi was doing, and I saw that it was kind of landing what crypto could be in the financial side of things, that really, really attracted me. You had that sort of, you had the elevator pitch thing going on where you could explain in one sentence what it is, you know, Abe did. Whereas, you know, back in 2018, it would take an hour and a half for you to explain why some sort of whatever token was going to change the world. And so that kind of drew me into it. Um, my partner, Hai, he's the sharp end of the stick. So he's the Haskell programmer. Um, he's doing a fantastic job. He's been actually developing uh, on the Cardano system. He's been actually contributing to the source code, him and his team, for the past three years. So he's worked on several different Cardano-based protocols as well as other protocols like Tezos. So he has this kind of long background so he can actually realize a lot of the stuff that I'm sort of dreaming up. <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. Um, sometimes you need that, don't you? You need the, the visionary and then the, the guy who can get it done, right? Deliver it. Um, Absolutely. Perfect. Super. And um, we, we got lots of people that are relatively new to, to crypto that follow us on, on YouTube. So what is Meld for anybody that doesn't already know? So yeah, so Meld is both simple and powerful. Um, Meld is the banking stack on the Cardano blockchain. We are going out to provide a protocol that allows people to lend and borrow in both crypto and in fiat. So if you have cryptocurrency, then you can take it and you can lock it up as collateral. You put it into a smart contract. And then based on the value of that crypto, you can borrow fiat against it. So it's a very simple but powerful concept. And we want to do this in a way that's trustless and, and decentralized. 
and also most importantly, non-custodial. So you're never giving your keys up. You always keep the ownership of your crypto. And this is, this is a big benefit because everybody has to live. We have to sort of, you know, buy a house, get married, you know, buy a car, whatever you have to do. Um, if you can keep your crypto, then you're able to see the benefits of it, right? Crypto has been going up to the left, up to the left, up to the left. Nobody wants to sell it. If you sell your crypto, one, you don't get that up to the left benefit, but two, you have to pay capital gains tax. Mm. So it makes so much more sense to keep your crypto, put it as collateral, and then get fiat for that, and then use the fiat and pay it back. Because as your crypto goes up, the cost of your loan goes down. And in most countries, um, interest that you pay on loans is tax deductible. Mm. So in real terms, it's almost no cost for you to do it. And you can realize some of the value that you're creating in your crypto. That is, uh, that is really, really cool. And it's something that we kind of pick up on quite a bit when we were talking about your project is you know, the interesting approach that you have to it, right? And um, I guess this kind of leads on to that next question, which is what sets Meld apart from the likes of Nexo, for example? But um, I feel it's an obvious one, but do you want to kind of just let the guys know? Yeah, sure. And, and Nexo, Celsius, BlockFi, they're great. Um, obviously, we were inspired by them. But there's two sort of key characteristics that we see as being very, very different. Um, the first one is we wanted to embrace DeFi and the values of DeFi. Therefore, it had to be decentralized. So all three of those, Nexo, Celsius, and BlockFi, they're all highly centralized, very America-centric. We wanted to be a fully decentralized protocol. So you're not sort of relying on this sort of single point of contact. Second, um, a lot of people in crypto, me included, do not want to hand over the keys to the crypto. And in all of these, you have to actually deliver the keys because of the way that their financial model works in the back end. You have to deliver the keys in order to be able to get the benefits that they're offering. So we want to do a lot of the same things that they're doing. But instead of having it in the back room, we're putting it on the blockchain. Everything is transparent. You can see what's happening. It's more community driven. Um, you can vote on how it's going to behave in the future. So it's just more of a it's more of a solution that is geared towards the, the mentality of crypto as a tradition and DeFi more specifically. Perfect. And um, I noticed there's a, a few different types of loans that you, you're going to be doing on, on the platform. Would you mind just sort of talking us through, through those and how they work? Yeah. So we have the basics. So you have crypto, let's say you have 100,000 in Bitcoin. You want to lock that up and you can borrow 50,000 worth of fiat. So we don't do risky loans. Um, our focus is very much about not putting a person in a position where they lose their crypto. So it's a 50% LTV. So that means you can borrow 50% of what you're actually putting up as collateral. Um, and then you can borrow that. You have to go through the KYC process when you're borrowing fiat. And the reason you do that is because when the money gets wired to your bank account, that bank will not release that money to you unless you have the proper documentation for it. And so our smart contracts generate the documentation, send it to the bank, and also keep it on your mobile app, on your Meld app, where you do all of this kind of interactions. And so that's a basic one. So simple crypto to fiat. We also do crypto to crypto, so you can borrow and lend against different cryptocurrencies. But in addition to that, we have some really interesting loans. And this is partially because of 
we're coming to this not from the sort of we're not you know 20 year banker pedigree mm. and this kind of stuff we we i have worked in banking but we don't sort of we're not bringing that we're not bringing that baggage with us so we have a self-paying loan we have a negative interest loan and people always ask so how can you possibly do this you know it mm. sounds too good to be true um you know, uh, you'd be losing money. So is this just a gimmick or a scheme? But we really have to kind of take a step back and think about what happens in a loan in the traditional world. What happens is you go to a bank traditionally and they want collateral. They give you or you give them the collateral, whether it's a sort of your mortgage or your house or whatever it may be. They then take that collateral and make that work for them. And they get anywhere from seven to 30% return on that collateral. And what do they do with that? They keep it, hmm. all of it. So all we're saying is we're doing the same thing. We're locking this collateral up and we're making it work really hard to make more money. But we're saying, why don't we do this? We'll take some of that money we're making and we'll give it back to the people that have given us the collateral in the first place. Hmm. So we're just trying to sort of make things a bit fairer, make things a bit more honest. I mean, it, it, because we're doing this as a protocol, it is all on the blockchain. You can see it all. And so since it's transparent, we're sort of subject to the, the eyes of our customers and we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to give back. So all we're doing in this negative interest loan and also in the case of the self-paying loan is some of the money that we're making by taking that collateral and making it work hard is we're giving it back to the people that made this possible. And I think that that's kind of a, that's a big deal because what lending is what, 3000, 4,000 years old. <laughs> and if you've been working in lending for your whole life, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, you, when you borrow money, you have to pay the interest, but why not go the other way around? Why not give back for the people who've actually made this thing possible? So. If you think about it in that context, it's no longer mysticism. It's no longer too good to be true. It's no longer sort of a money loss system. And so this is what we want to do. We want, we have a chance. We'll be given opportunity. Our community is huge. They're sort of super fired up. They're very enthusiastic. So we have an opportunity to participate in this DeFi space. And if we're going to participate, I believe it's our responsibility to bring these new perspectives. They're not new but we're bringing them to the table in real terms. We're making it so that people can use it. That's so of course these kinds it? of things. It's, um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you, you see it time and time again, right? All these centralized uh, entities and following the same process over and over. And um, so it's good and refreshing. It's one of those interesting parts to meld, right? It's, uh, it's definitely been one of the main focuses for many. Um, and one of the main talking points is around, you know, those types of loans and how you guys are approaching things very differently to to many others in the space. I mean, granted, we're we're inspired by the traditional DeFi. We're inspired by Comp and Aave and Liquidity, and you know, there's a whole laundry list of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not uh, we're not pretending that we've come up with all of this kind of stuff. All we're saying is that we believe that we can take that onto the Cardano blockchain. And because we're using the Cardano blockchain, and this came about kind of after the fact, uh, we saw that the mechanics behind, the architecture behind the Cardano blockchain helps us do some of these more interesting, more fair 
types of models uh, easier. And so it's really kind of been a combination of using the blockchain and its architecture and drawing from the DeFi space to build these new things. Fantastic. Sounds impressive. It really does. And um, actually, this kind of leads on to that next thing, because we're talking a lot around blockchain, making things incredibly transparent. And you've got a really interesting and novel approach to um, IDO, ICO, right? It's called an ISPO. <laughs> and do you want to yeah. give, give everyone a bit of a, a breakdown on what that is? Yeah. So an ISPO, this is actually the thing right now that's obviously the most exciting. Um, ISPO, initial stake pool offering. Um, and it came about from uh, listening to the community during an ICO or an IDO, where you have bots that come in and they buy up all of the liquidity, like in seconds. Mm -hmm. And then they buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell in a couple of seconds doing sort of sort of churning the market to get some of that margin out. And then you get these weird spikes um, in your in your in your valuation. So I was thinking about, okay, how can we fix this? How can we be more fair? And I was listening to a a startup that had sort of suffered under this criticism. The community just kind of totally took them out. It wasn't their fault. They did nothing wrong, but the community wasn't able to participate because the bots took all the liquidity. And so I was thinking, well, I mean, we have, we have stake pools on Cardano and lots of other, you know, blockchains have it as well, but we have stake pools on Cardano. It's really easy to do. Why don't we just create our own stake pools and then tell the community, you guys can contribute. You can participate in sort of helping us by delegating your ADA to the stake pool and we get the rewards and in exchange for that, we'll airdrop you tokens equivalent to this specific, in this particular case, if you do the, the, uh, the if you put your ADA in for the entire period, then every ADA that you stake, you get two mel. So it's great because it de-risks the entire process. Nobody's buying anything. Um, they know that their ADA is safe. They're not sending it someplace. They're actually just simply linking it. They're delegating it and they get the upside. And at the same time, you know, our, our ISPO is for five months. As we go through this process, we get lots of community engagement. And if we do something stupid, if we sort of are not professional, if we sort of, you know, we're fake or whatever that might be, they can just undelegate. Boom. They can vote with their money. Mm. And this is really, yeah, it's super cool. It's, it's a great way of going about it. De-risks, all upside for the community, no downside. That's it, isn't it? I mean, we, we're also validators for Car Cardano, right? We run a pool as well. Yeah. Um, so we can just appreciate just how easy it is for anyone to go out and actually delegate their ADA to a pool. And um, it's a really, really cool, novel approach that we just haven't seen in this space before. And I, I really like it. It's cool. Well, we didn't yeah, come up sure. with it, right? So it, the community has talked about it in the past. Mm. Um, but we're the ones that have actually gone and done it. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Uh, really like that that approach. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, okay, what, what is um, I guess what what is next on on the roadmap, or what can we expect to see sort of for you know the rest of this year? Um, the rest of this year is going to be big, but basically the next step is the Meld app. We'll be launching the Meld app in the summertime. Uh, it is summer, but in a, a month or two. Um, and that will be on iOS and Android and as a Chrome extension. And that'll be how everybody will interact with the protocol. So we'll be able to start to interact with people, prepare them for the protocol. And then when Gogan launches or we have our hard fork, 
that's when MELD will have its genesis event, we'll create all the tokens and we'll launch the protocol. So we've been working on it for a year already. Like I said, our team, um, they've been contributing to the Cardano source code for three years. So they're not new to this. Um, so we're in a stage right now where we've built a large portion of the lending and borrowing, and we're almost done with the wrapping of assets, the melded assets. Mm -hmm. And now what we're doing is we're refining, refining it. We're refactoring the code. We're cleaning things up. We're figuring out more efficient ways of doing it. And then as the test net for Cardano's Alfonso or Alonzo uh, comes up, then we'll be able to do a lot more testing. We'll go through the process and hiring an auditing firm to audit the code and audit the process, audit the smart contracts so that we'll be prepared and ready for when, uh, for when Gogan uh, launches. That's, uh, right. yeah, it's good. It's good. Obviously, you know, super excited for uh, rolling out the Alonzo hard fork, yeah. um, you know, on all that kind of stuff. I think, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, August, uh, September, I feel it's going to be a yeah, pretty good time for pretty much, uh, well, not just Mel, but obviously the Cardano ecosystem yeah, as yeah. a whole, right? So exactly. yeah, super excited to, to kind of get on with all of that kind of stuff. But that kind of actually leads us on to that next question, right? What excites you the most about, about MELD? Um, it's this idea of like creative destruction and innovation. You know, we're, we're, we're participants in DeFi and we want this idea of money Legos, this idea of composability and collaborating with people. And so the, this, this idea that not only could we, in, in the past, if we wanted to do something in finance, if we had a criticism or we wanted to change finance, the best you could do was write about it. Hmm. Now with DeFi, you can build it, fund it, launch it and use it. And no one can tell you yes or no. No one can say, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to make negative 1% in, 1 interest loans. That's not allowed. We have the freedom and we have the responsibility to do it. And that, like this ability to change the way we think about finance and make it more fair, I just think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, same here. I think uh, it's um, long overdue, sort of. Uh, 2,000 you know, years, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well and truly overdue. Um, what what do you feel sort of sets Meld apart from from the competition? I, I I talk on on our live streams quite a lot about sort of overcrowding in certain sectors within the crypto space. But what what is it that you you feel sets Meld apart from from the competition? I guess I think the big part is the fiat part. Mm. Um, that is the primary. That's the sort of key characteristic. Uh, you can say that there are a lot. If you look at other parts of it, like like wrapped assets and you know lending, you know that kind of thing exists but this ability to bridge the gap to, to meld these two worlds together the fiat world and the crypto world hmm. i think that is our primary differentiator and that is really what we want to do we want to carry this we want to create this virtual bridge between the two to make it so that you know people can realize some of their benefits and i think you know i don't know if we're going into a bear market yet but at some point we will go into a bear market and when we do you know, what you do is hodl, right? And mm. so we get this question a lot. So sort of how are you, how are you going to survive the bear market? You know, I think that that's what people will do. They're, not, they're going to want to hold, but they need money to live. So what will they do? They'll borrow against their crypto. And if they can borrow in a DeFi manner, then, you know, the more, the better. It's excellent. So we, yeah, sort of back to this point. One of the other things is we have loans that have no end date. Mm. Why do you have to have an end date? Yeah. No one says you have to have an end date. 
No, it's great, isn't it? There's so many things you can do when you literally just throw the rule book or the, the traditional rule book out of the mm. window and just say, okay, if you were to rewrite this, um, you know, from a more fair perspective, how would you go about doing it? And yeah, I think that's exactly what you guys are, are doing, which is which is fantastic. Um, so the next kind of question is one that we kind of throw out there, uh, although can scare some people uh, because it is a long time. But where do you see Meld in five years from now? Uh, no, it's not scary in the slightest because that is our time horizon. So <laughs> when we when we're when we developed our our roadmap, our roadmap is out to 2025 2026 and what we see is that in the in the short term you have these things like these really interesting lending and borrowing products but in the long term it's even more interesting you have things like um, using it to be able to bank the unbanked using it to be able to engage in institutions more sort of accurately or more actively we're a protocol, right? We're not centralized. So one of the things you might think when you say sort of, okay, we're gonna create a bridge to fiat, we're gonna create a bridge to, to a bank account. Um, well, that's a centralized point, right? So everything gets focused down to this point, but we're not going to a bank. It's a protocol just like TCPIP. Right. So we're gonna go to many banks. So we'll connect to lots of different banks and so that is what I kind of see at the 25, 26 year or 2025, 2026 is this realization of this network effect on the banking side. And it's just as interesting on the banking side, right? What do you get when you get a bank account uh, any, any, pretty much anywhere in the world? You get 0.0000000001% interest on it, right? It's some ridiculous, yep. pointless. Mm. All they have to do is say one late fee and that blows out, you know, all of your interest for five years. Yeah. Um, if we can connect to banks and use their system as liquidity providers, then the protocol can actually feed them high interest rates for that liquidity. So they can go back to being able to offer their customers high interest accounts. Hmm. So this is the other side of the fence. And I honestly, I didn't think about this when we first started developing it. One of our, one of our quants sort of brought the point up is that there's a big benefit on that side as well. They can actually go out and say, well, we're connecting to this protocol and now we're able to offer, you know, two, three, four, 5% interest that we haven't seen since what, 1971. Yeah. That's yeah, uh, great. Um, yeah, it's going to be changing the, the space, right? I mean, me and Chris, we're, we're often um, talking like much further down the line, right? When we turn to, to crypto, we talk about, you know, long-term vision not necessarily just thinking one cycle, but thinking multiple cycles. And mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, 2025 is a really interesting year. Looking at many of these um, banking sector around the world, right? They got their roadmaps set out to 2025. Lots of people talking about CBDCs and launching those by then. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 2030, then just across the next horizon from there. And, you know, that's where our kind of minds are at when we're making investments. We're looking for things that have that kind of... Um, that thought pattern to think, okay, well, what does the next five years to 10 years look like? And how are we going to be approaching that kind of space? And obviously that's how we come across Cardano and everything that they're doing. Uh, obviously yeah. when we got Singularity Net, Artificial Intelligence, Singularity mm -hmm. DAO, and then obviously you guys meld, right? So between everything that's going on there is um, this, this very clear future and this vision uh, moving further forward into 2025, 2030. So it's always good to hear what, uh, you know, you guys' plans are for, um, for the future so when we say five years some people get a bit scared with that in the crypto space but it's good to hear that you're not uh, you're not you're not bothered by five-year plan 
No, I'm actually super fired up about it. Uh, for me, 10 years is a bit too far out because mm -hmm. I feel like when we get to the five-year point, then we're going to be so much smarter, mm -hmm. so much more reflected, so many more scars um, that we'll be in a much better state to, to make some sort of credible statement about, you know, 2030. But uh, five years, I think, is, I think it's super bright, super bright. Yeah, well, you know, we, we agree. I think the, the landscape would would be completely different in you know five years time and yes yeah, anything sort of past that's really difficult to to sort of envision sort of the the technology advancements and mm. and everything in the space so yeah um but but yeah 10 years hopefully it'll be a mature market right and you know it's gonna be uh i'm hoping a little bit before 10 years but yeah, it, yeah. you're probably right you know we typically overestimate how fast things coming and how slow things coming so uh, but yeah, 10 years, I, I'm pretty sure that the, the market will be very mature after 10 years. But I think my hope is that we overtake gold um, at the sort of 2025, 2026 mark. That would be great. Perfect. Okay. Is there anything else that we, we haven't sort of covered off that you want to, to inform the, the viewers about MELD or, no, or crypto in general? People want to sort of engage us. Uh, we're available on all the, the social medias. You can just go to meld.com. Um, if they have questions, we're happy to sort of answer them um, because we want and we are actively working with the community. We're constantly modifying our sort of approach based on how and what we engage the community with. And so we're open for, for dialogue and we're open to sort of see what the community wants and sort of engage it. Fantastic. Well, uh, what we'll do is we'll drop a link down uh, in the description of the video as well. So you can go ahead and head over to um, Meld's Telegram group and check out everything that's going on there and uh, yeah, engage. It'll be fantastic. We really do appreciate you spending the time with us, Ken, and to go through everything Meld uh, and the questions that we had uh, you know, picked out. But I'm sure we'll have another catch up in the near future to potentially bring up a few additional questions as they crop up, as they tend to do after these things. Mm. Um, but yeah, really do appreciate you spending the time with us this afternoon. Thanks, Nicholas. Thanks, Chris. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Cheers. No worries. Thanks. Cheers. And that was Ken from Meld. Fantastic to have him join us today to talk about everything that they are doing over on the Cardano ecosystem and the future of money on the Meld dApp. So guys, hopefully you found this useful and informative. If you have, hit the like button, really appreciate that. Make sure that if you're new to the channel and you want to stay up to date that you're subscribed. When you do subscribe, make sure you hit the bell, tap on all notifications and you won't miss a single video. Guys, with that said, done and out of the way, I hope you have a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.